Welcome back to the San Francisco Giants edition of the For the Fans, By the Fans podcast, where we bring you your weekly dose of all things San Francisco Giants from the fans' perspective. I'm a lifelong Giants fan and your host, Benjamin Shapiro. As the Giants sit at a few games over 500 and in third place in the NL West at about the halfway point through the season, it's just me today sneaking in an extra podcast before the end of the month. But before we talk about what direction the Giants franchise is heading, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you on behalf of our friends at Fanatics. Fanatics is the global leader in licensed sports merchandising. They have the world's largest collection of official sports apparel from the leagues, teams, and players you love. So if you love the Giants and you love this podcast, click the link in our show notes or head over to ftfbtf.com fanatics and our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help pay for the production of this show when you buy your Giants gear. Okay. Folks, we're at the halfway point of the season, and I wanted to take a minute to talk about how I think the Giants are doing. And honestly, they're in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation. The Giants have hovered at about 500 throughout the entire season. And while it's nice to have your team win, sometimes it's better for them to either win a lot or lose a lot. And this kind of goes with most teams is you're either in a rebuilding phase or you're trying to win a championship. And a lot of the times, the teams that are in the middle are kind of in never-never land. And to me, I feel like that's where the Giants are. Sure, there's been some highlights this season. The team has a little bit more power. It's been gratifying to watch the two Brandons be the best two players on the team. Buster Posey is still good. Alan Henson has been a bright spot. Gorkis Hernandez has been a bright spot. And for me personally, I've really enjoyed seeing Pablo Sandoval come back to the Giants and be the Pablo of old, hitting roughly 270 and playing all over the diamond. We've had some bright spots that fizzled out in Mac Williamson, and we've also had some inconsistency in the pitching staff. Fortunately, we've had some good rookies come up. I'm excited to see Chris Stratton pitch the second half of this season. I think Rodriguez and Suarez have shown promise. Samarja is coming back, and hopefully he'll be more effective. But at the end of the day, I look at the Giants this year as a 500 team. Originally, I thought that this team might be able to sneak into the back end of the playoffs or remain in contention. And the more that I watch them, the more that I think that they're going to win one and they're going to lose one. And at the end of the day, they're going to hover about 500. And what that means for the team is maybe it's good for the organization in the sense of it keeps the fan base's interest. Maybe it keeps butts in seats. It helps the Giants pay for their payroll and they'll continue to invest in the team and the minor league system will start to produce. On the flip side, being a 500 team means that you have about a 500 in terms of your draft spot. So the Giants aren't likely to get the top level talent that's going to help their team move forward like they could last year. So who knows what we get with Joey Bart in a couple of years. Maybe that's the heir apparent to Buster Posey. Maybe he becomes a corner infielder or an outfielder with some pop down the road. It's a little too early to tell. But today, what I wanted to do was think about what our options are. Great. Maybe Samarja comes back. Maybe Cueto comes back and all of a sudden this team hops up to, instead of two games over 500, hops up to 10 games over 500 and sneaks into the back end of the playoffs. And then you have Cueto and Bumgarner pitching in the playoffs. You have an experienced team that knows how to win. That's best case scenario. But what happens if the opposite happens? What happens if the pitching stays inconsistent? The team is old, often injured, and we're not able to get over the hump and we're not going to be in playoff contention. Before the end of the year, what I think is relevant is to start thinking about who might be a good trade candidate. 
So today, I want to walk you through who the people that I think are the top three trade candidates for the Giants this year. And I'm going to take one from the infield, one from the outfield, and one from the pitching staff. So let's start with the outfield. When I look at the outfield, I look at, first and foremost, Andrew McCutcheon. He's got a war of one. His batting average is 260. He's got eight home runs and an on-base percentage of 346. He's been a little bit above average in terms of hitting, but on the defensive side, he's been pretty terrible. His defensive stats are a negative 4.4 war, which is pretty rough. Outside of Andrew McCutcheon, Gorkis Hernandez has been a pleasant surprise. His batting average is 284. He's got an on-base percentage of 338, so close to McCutcheon's. He's hit 10 home runs. He's got more home runs than McCutcheon. Neither of them are stealing a lot of bases. We saw Mac Williamson come up and be hot in the beginning of the season and then fizzle out. His average for the season is down to 213, and right now he's in the minors. Austin Slater came up. He's hitting 400. He's had a total of five at-bats this season. And then maybe most disappointing of all is Austin Jackson, who's hitting a paltry 241. He's got a 312 on-base percentage, a negative 0.8 war, two stolen bases. He's been very underwhelming. And then there's our often-discussed and much-loved Hunter Pence, who's hitting now up to 204, hasn't shown much pop, hasn't been getting on base. I don't think he's much of a trade candidate, and I think that he might not be on the team by the end of the season. So to me, when we look at the outfield and talk about who's the biggest trade candidate, it has to be Andrew McCutcheon. There's a couple of factors that play here. One, I think that Andrew McCutcheon's power is being diminished by the park that he plays in. He's only hit eight home runs, and I think that another team will value his swing more than the Giants will. He's hitting 260, but had such a slow start at the beginning of the season that I think that his average has been higher, and so people will be happier to see that he's been trending in the right direction. And he's also been having a really hard time playing defense in AT&T Park. The last thing is Andrew McCutcheon is in the last year of his deal. So he essentially serves as a rental for a team looking to add a power bat in the outfield with playoff experience. I think Andrew McCutcheon is at the top of the list for trade candidates for the Giants when it comes to the outfield. When we look at the infield, there's obviously a few untouchables. Right now, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford are having their best seasons as Giants. Both of them are hitting close to 300. Crawford with an average of 316, Belt with an average of 297. They're both above a 2.5 war. They're close to the team lead in home runs. They're our best players. They're both positive defensive players. They're not going anywhere. Buster Posey, untradeable in my mind. Alan Henson has been a positive surprise. He's been backfilling at short third and second and hitting close to 300. I think he's been clutch. I think he's a good bat off the bench. Nick Hunley's a backup catcher. You're not getting rid of him. Longoria is an interesting topic. He's hitting 246, a low average. He's still got a lot of pop. He's hit 10 home runs so far. He's on the disabled list, but we've also seen the rise of Pablo Sandoval, who has a 20 point higher batting average and only four less home runs in over 100 at bats less. So to me, Longoria is a trade candidate as well. The issue with Longoria is he's got a couple years left on his contract. So asking somebody to take on that investment to me is a long shot. Then we get down to Joe Panic, second base. Joe Panic batting 249, a 330 on base average, three home runs. He's been injured a fair amount. He's a good defensive player. 
To me, Joe Panic is the most tradable asset that the Giants have. I think the value for Joe Panic, because people remember him as a World Series player, I think they remember his first couple of seasons where he batted closer to 300. But more recently, he's been injured a lot. His average isn't very good. I think that he's shown to me that he is not the all-star type player. When he came up, I think that the Giants fan were looking at him as a professional hitter, more of a Derek Jeter type where he's hitting close to 300 than the 250 to 270 average player that he's been. I think that Joe Panic is probably a saleable asset, and I think that there's enough depth in the organization in middle infield to be able to backfill for him. So Joe Panic is my most likely trade candidate for the Giants in the infield. Now let's go to the pitching staff. The pitching staff has been much maligned this season, mostly with the starters. I look at Bumgarner as the ace, obviously coming back from his injury, just rounding into form. Cueto coming off an injury. He's got a long contract. He pitched really well at the beginning of the season. Samarja has been a certified disaster. I don't think that anybody in their right mind would trade for him, knowing that his ERA is closer to nine than it is to three. We've got the young pitchers. Stratton's been a pleasant surprise. Block is valuable coming out of the bullpen. Derek Rodriguez looked very good coming in from the minors. And I think that it's too early to tell what we have with Suarez. I don't think that there are any tradable candidates in our starting rotation, with the exception of maybe Derek Holland, if he continues to play well, is somebody that you can move on, but probably likely only for a minor leaguer. So to me, the tradable asset that we're having is going to be coming out of the bullpen. So when we look at the bullpen arm, I look at Tony Watson has had a great season. He's a lefty coming out of the pen. Will Smith, those are two valuable assets. I think they're young enough that we're going to want them on the team for a while. Reyes Maranta has been a surprising find out of the bullpen. A good, solid, low ERA, two-run ERA, a good middle-inning eater. Sam Dyson, been a little inconsistent, but right now he's our closer, so I don't think you're getting rid of him. Mark Melanson is going to be too expensive for anyone to trade. Coming off the DL after a long stint, he's got a 4.5 ERA. I think if given the opportunity, the Giants would consider moving off Melanson, but at the end of the day, I just think that he's too expensive. So to me, the biggest trade candidate for the Giants coming out of the bullpen is going to be Hunter Strickland. Hunter Strickland's our closer. He's got experience as a setup man. He's a hard thrower. He's been developing his third pitch. So he's got the high heater, a little bit of a cutter. He's got an off-speed pitch. I think the assets are there for Hunter Strickland to be a valuable member of the bullpen. He's got a 2.84 ERA. Hasn't been a great closer in terms of save rate, but he has that experience. At the end of the day, I think why the Giants move on from Hunter Strickland is the things that happen, not necessarily off the field, but after he's out of the game. I think you look back to last year and you see the blow up that was an embarrassment to the organization with the fight in the middle of the field with Bryce Harper. And then you look this year, how he ended up on the disabled list by getting frustrated, playing a middle of the season game against the Marlins and punching a door and breaking his hand. Don't get me wrong. I think Hunter Strickland is a very good pitcher. I think he's a good reliever. I'm not necessarily sold that he's the closer, but I think that if there's somebody that the Giants think has value, but they're ready to move on from, Hunter Strickland's your top candidate. So let's recap. In the outfield, Andrew McCutcheon, one-year deal, relatively expensive, has pop, underperformed in the outfield, not a great average. I think people would buy him because of the brand name of Andrew McCutcheon and having some playoff experience. 
On the infield, Panic hasn't panned out to be what we thought he was. He's not the 300 hitter. Good defensive player. Been on the team for a while. I think his trade value is higher than what his actual production is. And coming out of the bullpen, Hunter Strickland with his off-field issues, breaking his hand, getting in fights, having trouble controlling his rage. He hasn't been a consistent closer. I think we have bullpen depth. And to me, those are the three biggest trade candidates for the Giants for this year. I'd love to hear from you and hear what you think the Giants' biggest trade candidates are. So if you're interested in having a conversation about this, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is FTFBTF, or you can find us on Facebook. We have a fan group of facebook.com slash FTFBTF. And that wraps up today's show. Our plan is to do this a couple times a week. So if you want more Giants baseball in your podcast feed, click the subscribe button. Also, since we're just getting started, we'd love for you to give us a rating in the Apple iTunes store or send us any questions or suggestions that you may have for the show at forthefansbythefans.com or you could just go to ftfbtf.com. Thanks again to our friends at Fanatics. If you're going to go buy your Giants gear, click the link in our show notes or go to ftfbtf.com fanatics and our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help produce this show. Until next time, go Giants, swing and a miss, and that's it. Thank you.